Welcome back to Nerd On. You're listening to Mandalorian, the most official, unofficial companion series for The Mandalorian on Disney+. We break down the episodes from plot and key characters and give our takeaways from a mythos and narrative aspect. Today's episode, we cover Chapter 12, The Siege. Uh, my name is Tom. And I'm Corey. And this episode is brought to you in part by the uh, beautiful people of our uh, Nerd On Nation powered by Patreon. People, if you want to check out more of that, <laughs> if you want to check out more of that, that is on nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. If you are yes, unfamiliar yes. what Patreon is, Patreon is a website, a user interface where you can support your favorite creators like us and get um, awesome perks for certain tiers of how much you're willing to uh, support the show. Um, so you can get access to things like the Nerd On Minute where we get to discuss bite-sized little mini micropods worth of stuff like our favorite Pokemon or what fantasy uh, creature we would want to have as a mythical mount. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the Nerd My On Extra. My answer is Tom. Yes, everyone wants to do that. That's that's the most <laughs> wet ride. Um, and the Nerd oh, On Extra <laughs> where we talk about big topics um, like uh, we do a deeper dive into like more Rick and Morty lore or we go into um, our... Uh, talking about like our, our other shows that we do on the Nerd On podcast family, such as the Cape Crusaders, and even talking about the show right here, like The Mandalorian. Um, and you also get access to uh, early access to merch, um, and you get to listen to episodes early, like uh, they're not an update and our regular topical episodes. Um, and also you get a... Uh, Just a ton of stuff. ton of stuff. Um, but we also can't make this episode uh, possible without the wonderful people of Apogee and Odyssey. Uh, right. Apogee right now is uh, Apogee the Hype Mic is what we're recording this episode with. Um, it's wonderful if you are trying to um, you know do Zoom calls and sound more professional, get a better clear audio out to the world. Also, or if you're Twitch, Twitch stream. stream, yeah, if you're Twitch streaming, if you're cracking packs, or if you're playing uh, Halo for the you know umpteenth time with your friends over a Discord call. Um, this hype or maybe is- you're a voiceover artist doing auditions from home right now during the pandemic. It's a one-stop shop for all things vocal. Or if you are a teacher and you're thinking about having a podcast with your fellow teachers about how um, the the learning at a distance has changed. And yes, that's a real person that I'm talking about. I know. Um, and I uh, also, uh, we can't talk about you know you know having our audio sound good with these microphones as well as hearing audio very well with these Odyssey LCD ones and these are the open back uh headphones where you know you're, you're really roomy in um you you don't you're not feeling like your your ears are in a cave in an audio cave they feel like you have some air coming in and out um yeah, it's really LCD lush comfy dope exactly you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um just you know if your ears or mouths it tastes like butter because you know it is that uh is that gd a uh, gbd golden brown delicious yeah <laughs> um yeah these are wonderful audio uh headphones to listen to they got a long cord both items that we talked about have these wonderful cases if you're on the go um which hopefully a lot of you if you are having to travel for work or, or anything like that you're doing it safely um but that's all of the housekeeping that's Let's it get on with the show uh Mandalorian. Uh chapter 12, uh the siege. Yes. Um we uh what uh, what let's do our initial reactions of okay. the episodes. So sure. you first, please. Um well, uh if I take a step back and look at the episode as a whole, it's a very fun episode, right? We get a return of a lot of fan favorites, uh including one of mine Horatio Sands, who I was so surprised to get uh cast in the first season i was excited to see him in this one um 
yeah, it felt like the most fun I've ever had watching a filler episode that I have in a long time. I'll put it that way. Uh, I will uh, tally mark the the young if there is a yin of Corey, and that is um. This is not my favorite. Um, without going no, I'm with to, you on that, I'm with going you on that. into spoilers, this is not my favorite. Um, especially, I think it's you know to give the series uh, uh you know some levity and not sound like I'm just punching down. Um, it's hard after having the episode we had before. Yes, Bo-Katan. So, um, that's all I'm gonna say, and that's all I'm. It's gonna be for spoiler free. Now it's all gonna be spoiler full. Uh, yeah. Please give us some a little bit of the production, please. Uh, was released by production company studio Disney Plus, known for WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and the Obi Wan series. Showrunners John Favreau, Revolution Dinner for Five about a boy, and Dave Filoni, Clone Wars Rebels Resistance. Writers John Favreau, Chef Swingers Couples Retreat, uh, Dave Filoni, Clone Wars Rebels Resistance. Uh, and then we have uh, Rick Famuyiwa, uh, Dope Brown Sugar, and Talk to Me cast. Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. Uh, he's known for Game of Thrones, Wonder Woman 84, and Triple Frontier. Carl Weathers, known for Rocky, Happy Gilmore, Predator, Gina Carano, Haywire, Fast and Furious 6, Deadpool, Giancarlo Esposito, The Boys, Breaking Bad, Maze Runner, Scorch Trials, and Sasha Banks, WWE Royalty. Now, that is not, that's not the show. She just no, is she just WWE is. Royalty. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to uh, Horatio Sands for things like Saturday Night Live and some of my favorite sketches of all times. Uh, the episode directed by Carl Weathers, which I was very excited to see at the end of that. Uh, Silk Stockings, Sheena, Danny, and Deep Blue Sea. Uh, obviously, appear- appearances by Horatio Sands, Carl Weathers, and Gina Carano as uh, Mithril, Grief Karga, and Cardoon, respectively. Uh, release date, October 30th, 2020. Um, current episode, November 20th. Episode 6. Uh, episode 6. Episodes 8 total. Excuse me. I don't know why I said 6. Uh, of season two, 31 to 40 minutes, 100 million, 88% critics from six users, 92% audience for 186. You know, so there we are. I was I was just looking for the abridged of this episode's directed by and the characters in this one, but seeing that this is the halfway point for the series, I was yeah. like, you know what? I'll just let it I roll thought with I it. thought about that halfway through and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> We're gonna Tom play. We're gonna work. go run through. In case y'all forgot, I did it pretty quick. You did, did pretty it pretty quick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we got to see uh, Grief Karga and Cara Dune come back. Mm-hmm. Um. For this episode, and yeah. also Mithril. So we're back. Here's the to, thing. We're back Tom, to Navarro. I want to pitch something to you here because Uh-oh. it sounds like this was a disappointment for both of us. This episode and after what followed last week. So let's break this episode into two parts. Let's go highlights first. What are some things we we enjoyed about this episode spoilers we'll go full. into we'll go into why why both of us were a little let down by this one um so why don't you kick us off there uh find it we'll find a yin, yin and yang uh yeah uh clonage a little mm-hmm. bit of knowing why they wanted the child um and uh <laughs> who and, and they also they, they they throw in a little bit of intrigue of who is this mysterious volunteer who has midichlorians? Who could mm-hmm. it be? Is it Darth Maul? It's probably Darth Maul. Um, so I like that aspect. Um, I liked a couple of camera moves that feels very like, this is Carl Carl Weathers doing that 90s action, that predator mm-hmm. life, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm cool with that. And um, I was cool with uh, more Giancarlo Esposito. You know, there's this... There's something about he's 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 the he's making some sort of robot army, right? 
Like that's yeah. what I got from that. But I was just say him as a, a character and him as an actor. So Moff Gideon, he's the opposite of Spielberg's Jaws Bruce Shark, where I want to see more of him. And mm-hmm. the less I see him is not a good thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, I yeah, seeing him and seeing a little bit what he's up to, you know, uh, I, I'm down for it. So uh, yeah. that, that'll be it for me. Go ahead, Corey. For me, I'll be really honest. I'm pretty biased about Carl Weathers. So anytime he's on screen, it feels like a warm blanket that I'm just oh, like, oh, really? A chill guy with a beard? He's got a goatee. <laughs> uh, so, but like, seriously, he, I think he brings a lot of, of, uh, great character to his part of Greek Karga. And I think it, uh, I enjoy the scenes he's in as, as far as maybe not the subject of the scenes, but him in the scenes. Uh, he, he's, wonderful. he's electric when you watch him. Yes, thank you. Uh, and uh, of course, shout out to anytime Horatio Sands was was on there. I liked his little asides, and I actually cheered out loud when he popped over the counter and shot one of the stormtroopers himself. I was like, "He got one! He got one!" Um, for me, I think the best part of this episode that I enjoy, I really did enjoy the uh, the uh, not the speeder bike part, but the Tie Fighters chasing mm, the very the, very New Hope feel. Yeah, I, I really actually enjoyed enjoyed that scene uh, quite a bit. Uh, and it did feel, I think Carl did a great job directing-wise of, of when to bring Mando in on the hope the, the, the ship. Uh, I almost he was a Millennium Crest. Falcon. Hope's, what is it called? Something Razor Crest? Crest. Razor Crest. I said Hope's Crest. Uh, I mean, Razor it was. Crest. It uh, and I, I really did enjoy the, the, the chicken, the flying at each other and oh, he's yeah. twirling around. So... Um, there were bits and bits and bobs that I enjoyed. If in the grand, if you take a you know step back in the grand scheme of the timeline of Mandalorian, I think there were some cool parts. But as an episode, like you said, following that last episode, that even my wife, who is not keeping uh, current with the show, last episode was like she was like that was really good, and I was like yeah, that was that was some cream of the crop type shit. So uh, I think I can pinpoint where a lot of my um, letdown comes from and not only was it getting to see other mandalorians but the promise of ahsoka tano and then this like sidestep to tatooine again and i did enjoy seeing tatooine where it is now as opposed to where it was i mean i I mean outside of like quote-unquote failed or un uh unmade promises or broken Mm -hmm. promises like i i could step away from that but just uh i have a lot of issues with it just because of i think how it's written and it feels a little like I'll talk about it like later on when we break it down from that point of view. But I did like this idea of coming back to Navarro. I did like, OK, cool. Like Cara Dune's character is the marshal where we already yeah. saw a marshal like character with um, Timothy Oliphant's uh, character, Cobb Vance. Um, sheriff, yeah. So like this idea that, you know, it's. It's interesting, right? In Star Wars lore, the Separatists were the bad guys and the Republic was the good guys. And then the Empire became the Republic became the Empire. And then it was the people who wanted a Republic again. And then now we're seeing these kind of like pockets, the outer Mm -hmm. rim of people who do survive outside of the Republic's grasp, right? People who aren't, quote unquote, unified under a government. So the overall universe building that they're doing is creating that, you know, outside of you know, the, you know, the inner, inner rim of planets and soul and star systems, uh, the way that law and justice is served is under 
there is a great man theory of there is somebody who rises up and protects everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally cool with that. Like, if that's what your message is going to be, run with it, baby. Um, and it, it gave me that sense of, like, cool, where do these characters do after that? So, like, there's no more bounty, you know, cesspool thing. People aren't just ready to shoot each other for no reason. There's no yeah. convent of Mandalorians, which is like that line of, of, uh, grief cargo where he's like I'm up to my eyes in bureaucratic paperwork yeah and, and like, I, okay. I I like that because it feels to me worth it where like people are like all, th- all thousands of years ago like no you didn't fucking show me that you're just telling me this I don't, I don't care like this feels like you know uh, what a show should do if it wants to be considered a drama right uh-huh. like characters grow and characters change they don't have to grow for in places that I like but they grow um, so I will say I did enjoy those aspects of it, but, mm-hmm. uh, like turning that bar that where the, fi- the shootout was into a school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think those are, those are good things. Um, if we're, are we at the part where we start breaking down what we kind yeah, of, I'll say, I'll say one last thing that I really enjoyed during the, the fight, uh, where he's, he's pulling up really hard and it like shoots him back. If you look in the background, little baby Yoda, mm-hmm. the child has up. his hands in the air. I'm, I, Whoever is puppeteering that the child, like, great, you're doing great. I, you're doing I, great comedic work. That whole sequence felt like, wow, I think they just mapped out the new Star Tours game, uh, ride. That's what Dana said. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, like I, I could see this being at Disneyland. Yeah, and I mean, that's the quote-unquote fun that people who, you know, subscribe to the Disneyfication of things, they're like, oh, like, imagine that being something that you can enjoy uh, at one of the theme parks. And I'm like, sure, that's fine. Um, you know, it's kind of like seeing Batman, you know, oh, look, new suit. Looks like there's a new toy. You know? It's yeah, like, right. You can, you, can, you can enjoy those things. Uh, um, yeah, let's let's break it down now. Because so, I that's that's where I kind of ended with my little sprinkles of enjoyment through yeah, it. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, it kind of, I, I actually, this was the first episode. Last episode, I, I was watching it in bed. And then I got up when I saw Bo-Katan. I was like, oh my God, here we go. Some some actual Mandalorian lore. I got up this time to be like, oh, I got to take notes because apparently this is going to not be a, oh, this is going to be a bumpy ride for me. Um, first off, I think just not great. And so I'm going to do my best to not just sound like I'm one of the internet assholes who just shit on things. Not great dialogue, yeah, I think, was written here. for this. Um, yeah. And it, it, it just the very beginning with Cara Dune coming in and, shooting up some people who stole some stuff and talking to the little weasel thing. Like it just felt so badly exposition, like Nolan level exposition of like, you have to have very slick characters or actors to deliver this kind of dialogue in order to make it this exposition where it's just like, I got to go bring this back where they belong. It's like, no, really? I thought you were stealing from people. Like it was, very interesting how the choices of what happens with Cara Dune's character throughout this entire episode just given bad line, bad line, bad line. And I just don't know if it was like script doctors weren't there for that episode or they're like, this is the weakest one, so we're going to give it to Carl Weathers for no reason. Like, that, that's what it kind of felt like. Whereas like they kind of felt like they knew that this was written just the weakest. Right. Um, so they Here's could kind our of- filler. Yeah, so they can kind of give it to like, oh, well, he hasn't directed, you know, an episode, so we'll give it to them. So, um, you know, it, it, it felt like something that they kind of wanted to wash their hands off of. Um, it, it, and there, there's things like... Uh, they went into it knowing it was a filler. Yeah. Um, like, there, there's a weird dialogue thing that happens where, like, 
um, uh, they're talking about like Grief Karga and Cara Dune are talking to Mando and they're walking around and uh, they're they're just like Mando's like or no Grief Karga's like giving props to Cara Dune saying like wouldn't be you know wouldn't be this great if we didn't have our marshal and then all of a sudden she just looks at Mando's like your ship's seen better days I'm like well <laughs> this is all the point where you could have talked about the actual plot of the episode because the plot comes from where Grief Karga's like well there's you know, the black market coming and they're taking weapons and we need your help. And it's like, this felt like, like yeah. I had to rewatch the episode twice to be like, when did they talk about what was actually going to happen? Cause to me it was just like, Oh, Hey, look, there's the blue guy again. It's mithril. And then it's like, now we're on a mission. I'm like, what, when did we start talking about a mission? Oh, it's pretty brief. I'll, I'll give you that much where he it's, says, basically it's our last, last bastion of the empire and black. It would, it would basically be if, if people got the hands on this shit, mm-hmm. it would be the resurgence of the black market here. No. Yeah. I know when it happens and it, it just felt like it got eclipsed by having the comedy of like Mithril shitting his pants for seeing man. Oh yeah. And yeah. I was like, you, you, we, we were kind of, it was, it was tough. We were robbed of both things. We were robbed of like, a better way to talk about what the mission is. And then we were also robbed of like this play of character of how has Mithril grown and evolved? I would like to have, I, t- I, I thought about that hard, hard and long last night about <laughs> yeah. how, the introduction. I thought the introduction of Mithril was so, uh, I think you could have had more fun with it and made it more interesting than just him sitting there doing paperwork. Like what if he was out running an errand for, you know, grief and Mando saw him on the street and there was this little cat and mouse. You could have a bit of comedy there, cat and mouse chasing him. And then he eventually basically chases him all the way back to grief's thing. And you find out he works for him. And then you can have the serious conversation about what's going on. Cause you've already gotten the comedy of seeing Mithril again, uh, out of the way and give it, give physical comedy to Horatio's hands. Let him run through the streets from Mando scared shitless and then have like this, you know, oh, I'm I'm at home base now. You can't touch me. <laughs> like, yeah, um, there there was, there was a, room for that. There's a room for a lot of character stuff because I, you know, they open the episode. The cold open is with Cara Dune, and she's like, you know, okay, I'm the marshal now. And well, then one of the guys it. says it. He goes, it's the marshal. Yeah, like, and then that's it. That's how you're gonna she, do it. Well, the thing is, like, they and then they literally literally give her nothing to do for the rest of the show, other than maybe yeah. take and, the, the and that thing. could have been to be fair we talked about this in the green screen there could have been some cuts she's been in a lot of hot water lately mm-hmm. with some uh opinions yeah. we'll put it that this oh. isn't the episode where we're going to talk about that but she has some hot water and they are trying there are people trying to distance themselves from her uh, and from her character yeah. um a lot of people are assuming that that bit at the end where she gets the offer to join the rebellion oh be a backdoor out is the way out for the character and that may have been added later later um so i not that that gives it any any sort of pass but that's my guess as to why that she might have taken a backseat to a lot of this but there's no telling that and there's been no indication that she's leaving the show either so that's a big leap to make i think that also it comes down to like the character thing is both on that character but also i did not really enjoy the constant shitting on Mithril. Yeah, it got old after the first scene, to like, be honest. Obviously, you have Carl Weathers who's just giving it his all, which, you know, he makes he delivers the line and it sounds great. But I'm just like, Mithril does not deserve this. <laughs> he's just complaining because obviously all this is above his pay grade. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he's indebted to you, but like he might die. And to, he's n- to to make a reference that only you'll understand, um, Tom. Great. 
it really became, and not in a fun way, it became Umber Sass way uh, very quickly for me. Um, for those of you who don't know what this is, we, we have a D&D campaign where mm-hmm. there was this NPC mm-hmm. that tried to kill everyone and we basically indentured him to our servitude and just shit on him the entire I, time. I try to save him all the time, but we tried my, to save him but my character times. does slap him a lot. Yeah, so it became that very quickly, but since it, he didn't try to kill everyone in the world, it wasn't as funny yeah. uh, as, as, as Umber Sassaway in our D&D campaign did, tried to kill everybody. Yeah, and, and I mean, he wasn't, tr- like, Mithril never tried to, like, leave them he fudged because the of, books that was the thing That's yeah he, all. he never tried to leave them due to his cowardice if anything he mm-hmm. was like really heroic for being a, a little skeezy criminal from season one the nail in the coffin for me i felt bad about was his speeder getting destroyed uh for me that was the final straw where i was like that was not necessary <laughs> for me i'm like hopefully he gets this new vehicle and hopefully it's better and it's like you True. just got an upgrade but it was just kind of like he had done everything. He had shot people. He had. Like, I'm glad they didn't kill him off. To be honest, I was afraid they were going to, yeah. and I would have been really upset with that. Uh, the fact that he got to shoot someone was a bit redeeming. Yeah, for um, me, that he got he popped over and got one. Uh, and the stormtrooper also like just knew the password to like a highly encrypted video to Moff Gideon. I was like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll buy it. <laughs> it's like um, you know, he 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 isn't doing terrible. I things. prefer a hacker. <laughs> <laughs> um, to oh. me, and this is this is uh. Less about the show itself, and uh, you know, I am sad to see someone like Gina Carano fall out of the public eye in, in such a flame, you know, flamey burnout kind of way. Because I think she was an important model for uh, females in cinema. She is not the body type that you see mm-hmm. uh, on screen ninety percent of the time. But she still gets to play these badass characters and still look, you know, they they still she finds a way of making her characters still a, appealing in a, in a specific way that most people with that body type, quote unquote, would not be uh, welcomed in Hollywood in the same way. Um, so it makes me sad. But at the same time, there is a sort of air to the character in this episode that maybe I'm reading into too much, but there was a... a an arrogance that I didn't pick up on in the first season, the way she's playing this character that made me not really dig her that much in this episode, but it could be coupled with the fact that she didn't have much to do. So there was this, this air of arrogance without doing anything. They they try to get into the base and then also say, Oh, the thing's fried. And she's like, Imperial junk. I'm like, what line is that? What kind of line? So, and so that's the thing. Like, again, it's just, it's just bad. It's just not great writing. There I'm is. not going to say bad. I'm not going to try to shit talk. It's not up to the standard of the past, especially the episode before, which was like phenomenal writing. They even like kind of self-parody. And I'm like, pick a lane, my friend, um, where there's a part where they drop the child off at the school. Oh. And then Grief Card is like, uh, just leave the kids. Like, no, where he goes. And then he's like, trust me. And it's like, you know, it's the whole like, I'm vengeance. Like, hey, I don't hear it. I don't. Yeah. No, I it's like, you, you know, yeah, like yeah. great power comes great. Nope. Don't want to hear it. I heard it. I heard it again. It's doing um, that and like I if 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 Deadpool makes fun of it, like it's it's something different. But then if you right. do it within your own universe, like you've literally kind of made a joke of for season one. You jumped the shark. Uh yeah, I I, I can get on board with that. I I'll it was just all around a very fillery like I got the same feeling watching this as I did when I was like watching Dragon Ball and they're like, We're gonna fight in like four episodes and you're like it's it's the Yajirobi's got to bring sense of beans, but not Piccolo and Goku are getting the driver's license. 
Right. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> that's a great episode. This, it, it felt, it just feels bad. It just feels bad that this is kind of like what you get after. It feels like, sorry, all the Marvel fans. It feels like Iron Man 3 after Avengers. You know, it's just like, oh. I mean, you don't okay. have to apologize to Steve's, not me. Uh, I don't um, um, but no, also another thing, another, I'm just, this is me nitpicking. The line when we get introduced to Mithril now, he's like, oh, well, the registration doesn't match a ship. What line is that? What? It does nothing to do for anything. They never come back to it. And it's just like, I guess he works at the DMV. Like he could have been mm-hmm. like playing a video game, put a Galaga and have Robert Downey Jr. Be like, we thought you didn't notice. Like have him do that. And then be like, oh, he's uh, uh, Marshall's coming. Like, okay, cool. Now I get more of his character, but he's like doing his job. I think he, I think that's supposed to show you that he's taking his, parole very seriously he's changed as a person because he did he didn't run he didn't like yeah fight anything he, he complained just, a lot but he did it all yeah. I, I which, was which like, is fine that was fine by me it was more so the shitting on him and uh and basically anything in between them getting to navarro and then the tie fighter fight at the end was kind of just like okay i, I feel like if he if the, the line could have literally been switched out like well if more of these you know black market trades happen then the republic's gonna come yeah like done like I agree with that. It, it, um, was, it was just like why? There's it just felt like there's so much of these weird loose ends of dialogue. Yeah, just, like, I think still... if this be if this came before the last episode, I don't think it would have bothered me as much. To be honest with you, uh, I think if it, especially with the trajectory of how good the break in in was break in in the break in of the last scene was for the the ship, as opposed to the break in to the facility here, also juxtaposed in in my head was like, well, that one with the Mandalorians was way better. Let's fight our way through an army of people inside this place we're breaking into than this one was. Um, And I feel like the last episode hit it with such a trajectory of like, there are other Mandalorians. We know where a Jedi, a very famous and powerful Jedi is that all the fans will know. Uh, We have a place to go. It just felt like such a like, we're we're one stop away from Disneyland, and Dad decided to pull over to get black coffee from from McDonald's. Arby's. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, Dad? We're one exit away from McDonald's. I mean, from Disneyland. Why are we stopping here? And he's like, Well, I wanted to see the world's largest ball of string on the way. And you're like, No, one stop. Maybe maybe earlier in our drive, but we are. I can see Disneyland. I can see. I can hear the music. From I'm the just gonna go park. without you. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's how it felt. To, that's where I'm coming from. Uh, it's just such a like. Someone gave me a bite of ice cream, and I was like, "Great!" And they're like, "Anyway, here's a bowl of Brussels sprouts uncooked. You have to finish first. Then you can have that ice cream." Well, let's round out the episode of like next episodes and what we're thinking and thought. And I think the this episode actually has created a burden because okay. now not only do does the show quote unquote have the promise of Ahsoka Tano, Jedi's, but now. More Snoke clones or the the dark droids? Which one of those things are not going to be revealed by the end of the season? And so right. that's the the tough thing of like when you kind of have these episodes that have these weird strands and you're like, you know, obviously it feels like Mandalorian is under Disney and it's on its own service. So the I the 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 thought of cancellation is probably the last thing on their mind. They could just like it's our money. We could do whatever the hell we want yeah. with it. Um, so it's like, I just hope you tie it up, you know, like there's a lot of things that never got tied up with season one. And I was just like, but where is it? And then they're like, Dark well, Saber. season two. And I'm like, um, but where me, is it? My project, my prediction is that the clones aren't going to 
be resolved this season. I do think that possibly we're looking at a big fight between Mandalorians and a droid, dark droids. That's what. That's where I think that the big standoffs either going to be. Uh, I think the dark droids are going to almost win, and then Bo Katano is going to show up with a group of Mandos who are there to help fight, um, and and with the, with the Sokotano as well. I think there's going to be. I I, I, I think they're preparing for like what's what's something because now we've seen them fight the entire bounty hunter league and nothing happened, right? That was fine. We've seen them fight off a giant swarm of spiders. What could stop Mandalorian? Probably a dark droid army made by Moff Gideon. So what's the alternative to that? He gets back up from the only other Mandalorians we've seen, true Mandalorians we've seen who kick some fucking ass and a Jedi. Like, I, I think that's where it has to end up, right? I, okay, so this is me, right? I, I like going grand. And uh, my illusions or, yeah, machinations of grandeur is, you know, my downfall. I think this is a cool back way you can talk about Starkiller. Oh, whoa. You could bring Starkiller back into the canon because yeah. Dave Filoni's about that shit. Um, and you can is he about ha- Starkiller? Uh, or just about bringing things he, into the canon? He, Sam Witwer was, is the voice of Darth Maul, so I think he kind of <laughs> is about Starkiller. Um, who, is the, who did the motion capture for Starkiller, the character, and the facial. Yeah. Um, but um, I think, again, this show, I think, is the catalyst to backdoor open a lot of other shows. And I think if they nail it home, they can have what you're talking about. There's a dark droid army. Moff Gideon leads it. But then you bring Darth Maul. Like, who's the volunteer who's been giving the midichlorians? Um, and then you have where Mandalorians and Jedi work together to fight. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I guess I missed the volunteer part. I knew they were taking it from the child. They said the that sample is uh, finished without killing the child. And we cannot take any more from the volunteer. I think they were talking about the child. No. Or he said, and we can't. I'm going to go back and watch it. I yeah. must have missed that one line. But they're like, anyway. Yeah. They're like the the current, uh, the, they literally said the current uh, volunteer. It's like, okay. So that's why there's a sense of like going back to get the child. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just interesting. Um, I, I think that's all the show we got in terms of predictions and our recap of uh, chapter 12. Unless there's What did y'all else. think? Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Join that Discord. Join it. Um, And also slip and slide in the DMs. Tweet at us. You know what I'm saying? We like that. Um, So everyone listening, uh, if you want to know more and get updated on all the stuff, subscribe to all the things. But also check us out, nerdon.tv. That's the website that has all of the links to everything that we do, all the stuff that you can support the show um, with merch and all the affiliate links and all that good stuff, but also just sharing it, talking about it. Um, keep us, keep it alive. And we want to hear your thoughts. Maybe this episode was really exciting for you. And I, we want to hear that because we yeah. actually look forward to being wrong sometimes. Um, I enjoy those conversations more than just everyone agreeing. So. Exactly. Um, so everyone, that's all the show we got for the Mandalorian. Uh, take care of each other um, over this holiday season. And uh, until next time, You know the drill. As always, nerd on. Ending broadcast.